Good morning. Happy Saturday. This is Alice Marius and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. I want to say thank you guys so much for pressing play today. It has been a crazy, hectic three months. I can't remember the last time I recorded a podcast, but um, I don't know. Something touched my heart this morning and I was like, I just need to talk to my people. So here I am. I thank you for your patience. I want to uh, quickly say thank you to those of you who are still downloading my podcast because I get weekly updates or weekly reports rather. And you guys are still downloading my podcast despite my lack of recording. I want to say thank you so much for that. It does not go unnoticed. I appreciate your love and support. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit update on what's been going on with me so far and this season that I find myself in. So today's topic I want to talk about, let's talk about seasons. And I know some of us or, or most of us can relate with seasons. And I did some research just to find out, you know, because sometimes when you're in a season or when you're going through something, you sometimes feel like you're alone when you're actually not. But I have a tendency to do that, you know, think that, oh, I'm the only one going through this. Oh, Lord, why me? You know, woe is me kind of thing. So instead of trying to bring my energy to that negative um, vibe, I decided to do some research just to find out, you know, a little bit more about seasons and the role they play in our lives. So I want to start off by reading to you what the Bible defines as seasons and why seasons are important. And I want to start off by reading Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 15. This is Solomon writing this. And he says, actually it's Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes Uh, chapter three, I'm going to read verses one through 11 and Solomon writes, the title is called a time for everything. And he starts off by saying there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to search and a time to give up a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to mend a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And I find that Bible verse to be very interesting because, you know, there are times in our lives when we go through different times and different seasons and we question God and we wonder, God, are you there? Or why am I going through this? And I don't believe God does anything 
without order. I believe God is a God of order. And I believe God does everything for a reason and a purpose. And there are times where I feel God stretching me and I'm like, no. Or I feel like God is humbling me in a certain area of my life. Because, you know, when you pray and you ask God for patience and you ask God for peace and growth, he brings them to us in many different ways that we may not want, but it's necessary for the journey that we are taking. It's necessary for the wings that we are developing to be able to fly into new opportunities, into new destiny, into new projects. And so I have not been recording simply because I I have, you know, I find myself on this, um, for the past three months, I've been on a spiritual sabbatical. I've been taking time to be fully present and to be one with my thoughts and needs. And I've also been trying to cherish cherish life's precious moments you know Um, right now today I believe God has me right where he wants me to be you know and I've mentioned to you guys in previous podcasts um, before that 2017 and the year 2018 were some of the most toughest years for me in 2016 as you guys know I lost my father which was a shock because he was the first um, parent that I've ever lost and the first close death that I've ever had and so it was hard to even deal with that and I remember going through a brief grief period you know and but it was just I feel like it was God just stretching me and letting me know that time is precious and not to be wasted and so I remember in 2017 and 2018 the toughest years for me I I survived marriage separation and I, I survived almost a mental breakdown I overcame the spirit of depression because I I believe depression is a spirit and I finally came to peace with realizing that re, with realizing that I am enough and this is not a cute quote and it's not a cliche when I tell people God's been good to me you guys have been so supportive you know like i said before you're still downloading my podcast and subscribing even though i'm not podcasting and i want you guys to know i do have this big project that i'm that requires my undivided attention right now that's the reason for my lack of podcasting and i'm the type of person that can only focus on one thing at a time so i need to give this project my all and my attention in order for me to be fully present in that project. And I do believe in doing one thing at a time, you know. Um, society has us conditioned to believe that we can multitask and we can do a hundred different things at one time. But what happens, I find personally in the process, is that you start to break down, you start to to get tired, and you start not to think. I remember one time, not to go off topic, but I remember one time, being so stressed out that I was like uh, hallucinating a little bit. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so bad to the point my hair started falling out because I was stressing and, you know, taking the kids to aftercare and picking them up and, and working full time and coming home and making dinner and trying to find time for myself and just repeating that that rat race over and over again was exhausting to me and doing things for my family because I'm the yes girl in the family you know I want I'm the mediator I want to make sure everybody's happy I want to make sure everybody's at peace I don't want, want any issues between us you know and um 
I'm the one that's always try to be there for my mom because I, I, I cherish the times with her. I think of, wow, one day she's not going to be here. So let me do what I can. And I sometimes do too much. And, and then what happens is that I believe when you are giving your attention to one thing, something else is lacking, you know? So I was giving attention to my family, uh, giving attention to my mom. And what was happening was I was not giving time. I was not putting any enough time in my marriage and ignoring my husband and putting my mom first and putting him second. And of course that had an effect and for every cause is a an effect. And the effect of that was, um, we lost communication. We weren't close. Um, we lacked intimacy. We lacked uh, respect for each other and time took its toll. And that led to one thing led to another and marriage separation was the uh, end result of that. But thank God, you know, all is well now. Um, I don't even like talking about myself like that because I'm very private, but I've come to realize that the more I talk about my story, the more I talk about my pain, that I find myself healing. I find myself helping somebody because the, the enemy wants us to think that we are alone, you know, and everything. And that's when he gets you to be isolated with yourself. That's when he feeds you all these things and puts all these things in your head. And one thing I've learned, I'm learning through my spiritual sabbatical right now is that our minds are like soil. When I refer to soil, I'm talking about like, you know, soil in the garden. Like our minds are like the soil of the earth. And our mind doesn't know what's good and bad. It doesn't know what's right and wrong. It doesn't know uh, danger and, and, and non-danger things. It's what we tell ourselves, you know. So I believe that our minds are like soil and we, it's whatever we plant in our minds that's what's that is what grows so whatever you plant in your garden the garden doesn't know whether you're planting a rose or you're planting watermelon or you're planting spinach it doesn't know that it doesn't know that you're trying to um grow oranges and apples it doesn't know that it's whatever you put into the earth and over time when you take care of it you water and you nurture it that's what grows and i think our minds work in the same way so whatever i put in my head whether it be positive or negative that's where my brain goes and so i've been trying to put of course a lot more positive things in there than negativity because my mind doesn't know what's good and bad so I find myself doing that and it's been working for me because I've been trying to, you know, stay afloat with just feeding myself daily with affirmations, feeding myself with the word of God. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I get it right? No. Do I sometimes go left and get angry and yell and scream? Of course, that's the human side of me. But my spirit, because we all have a spirit, my spirit um, longs for peace. My spirit longs for worship. And that's what I find myself doing. And I'm going to make this podcast quick because my husband took the kids out to um, swim class today um, to give me a little break. And I'm trying to hurry up and do this podcast before they come back at 830. So bear with me if I go a little bit too fast. I really want to get it done before they walk in the door. And I also know that like I was saying, this project requires my undivided attention and I can only focus on one thing at a time. So once again, I thank you for your love and your patience as we go through this life-changing process. Um, and here's what I've been learning in this season. I've learned that whatever I write down, so I wrote in my notes, write it down, set it, and believe it. 
So the power of words. Let's talk about the power of words for a second. I am a firm believer in journals. I write everything. I, I, I write things down that are not even true, that have not even come true yet. I write things down that I believe will happen. So how do we do that? So for example, I've been writing down in my journal, you know, things that I want from God, things that I need from God. And because my God is a big God, you know, some of us choose to make God small. I choose to make my God big. And I believe in big things. My dreams are huge out of this world. They're, they're crazy, actually, and they scare the crap out of me. So, of course, if you're, you know, the, the saying goes, if your dream does not scare you, it's not big enough. So my dreams scare, scare me a lot because they're that big. And so I've been finding myself writing down what I want God to do in my life. And before I even bought my car, I remember writing it down. I said, God, this is the car that I want. This is the make. This is the model. This is the year. And lo and behold... And I put a specific date because, you know, um, goals without deadlines are just thoughts on paper. So I wrote down the specific car and the make and the model. I didn't get down to the specific as colors or whatever. But I remember writing that down. And then within a month or so, I was I bought the car that I wrote down, but in an upgraded version. So I wrote down a 2014 and I bought a 2016. And it was just like, look at God. And I wrote down that, you know, within a certain amount of time, I would be leaving my previous job and getting a new one. And before the end of that time, 30 day span, I had a new job. And so I wrote down, I was like, okay, God is working in my life. It doesn't always work that way for everybody, but I was, it was just testing it, you know? And I remember when, when my, when my husband and I were separated, I believed God that we would be back together and that we would work things out. I didn't know how, how, or, 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 or how that was going to happen because you know, we were hurting really bad. We were hurting really bad, both of us. And my pride wouldn't let me face the truth, you know? You know how sometimes you're in the wrong or the other person's in the wrong, but your pride is speaking. Not your heart, your pride, you know? And I told myself that that was it and I didn't want to be together or whatever. But then I found myself, of course, having a change of heart. And so I prayed. I wrote it down. And then I had dreams of it and everything, of our reconciliation. And it happened, and now we're in a better space than we were two years ago. And so the power of words for me is real, and that's why I'm trying to be very careful on what I say, what I speak. I'm in the season of humbling myself. I feel like God's just humbling my, humbling me, you know, and to speak what I, what I want and to say what I need in truth and in love, you know. And sometimes we think the person knows what we're thinking, and they have no idea. I remember myself talking to my daughter the other day and she was playing a game on my phone and then actually it was yesterday in the car. We came from an outing and I remember her sitting in the car. My daughter's six, my son's 11 and she was playing a game on my phone and my son, I guess, grabbed it out of her hand in the back seat. And then I turned around because I thought she was playing and I didn't hear anything. And I said, Naya, what happened? I thought you were playing the game on the phone. And she was like, well, Calvin just grabbed it out of my hand he took it from me and I just wanted him to just look at it he told me he was just gonna look at it and he took it and I said well you need to tell him that he does not know that you did not want him to hold on to the game for that long he didn't know that you just wanted him to look at it and give it back you have to speak that to him you have to let him know how you feel he can't read your mind you know 
My husband's like, yeah, now you have to speak your mind. And so even trying to teach our children that words are powerful is important because she's under the assumption that my son knew that she wanted the game back and he did not. So I'm trying to teach her at even six years old to speak her truth in love, you know, and, um, because I can't tell my kids to do something that I'm not doing. And so even talking to my husband and to different people in my life and just speaking my truth at work and speaking my truth in my relationship, speaking my truth to my children, it has grown me um, in, in different ways that I did not know I could grow. And it has humbled me and it has helped me to step back and analyze things a little bit longer and to analyze things uh, more just to make sure that I understand what it is that I'm saying. Um, also, the second note that I have is in this season, I'm learning to not worry. I believe when someone prays and asks God for something and then turns around and questions if he, who is God, will do it, will do what you ask. is like a child who tells his or her parent that they believe them with one eyes open. We, you know, we can't ask God for something and just be like, well, God, I hope you said you were going to do that. I don't know. I'm not sure. So I've, I'm learning to like, God, this is what I need from you, please, Father. If it's in your will for me to have it, then so it is. And then I'm walking away from it. I mean, sometimes it doesn't give me everything that I'm asking for, but I'm learning to just, you know what? Here it is, God. You told me to bring it to you. It's here. All right. I'm putting it down on the altar and I'm walking away. And that's what I'm learning that season, you know, not to worry so much. And worrying doesn't do anything for me or for God, as a matter of fact. Um, and like the Bible says, if God can take care of the birds in the air, how much more will he do for us? And that's what I've been banking on, you know, not to worry so much. Um, the third, uh, the uh, third note that I have is that... Pressure shows you who's really on your side when you go through the fire. How many of us can relate to that? Pressure shows you who's really on your side when you go through the fire. I've been through some fires. Got burned a few and walked away without a blemish on others. But it's when I go through the fire I realize who my friends really are. I realize the family members that are really down for me, you know, and I realize the people who are really there in my life to be a strong anchor because you just never know who's really for you until you go through certain things in life and just going through the different phases in my life. I've come to understand who's really for Alice and who's not. And, uh, some of them were shocking to me, you know, like, whoa, you, you did that? You did that after I let you stay with me, rent free, fed you, prayed for you, and you did that to me? You know, it makes you think, it makes you think, wow. You know, sometimes the people that you don't expect to do those things that does it, but that's made me grown up a little bit too, you know. It's helped me to become a better person and not to be so gullible and naive 
and know that people will take your kindness for weakness and that people will try to test you, test your life, your marriage, your situation or whatever, your singleness. People will try to test you, but it's up to you to find everything that you said you believed in and to bring those things to the forefront and know that as a child of God, that no devil in hell can do anything to you without God's permission. And that's what I'm learning in this season. Also, my last point is that what I'm learning in this season is you have to have a responsibility to honor yourself in the highest form. What do I mean by that? It is up to you to dictate and to model what it is like to treat you. When other people look at you, they should know that who they're dealing with. They should know who they're talking to. If you disrespect yourself, don't be afraid when others disrespect you. If you don't love yourself, don't be shocked when others don't love you. If you lie to yourself, don't have a heart attack when somebody else lies to you. You have to be able to honor yourself in the highest form. I'm not saying thinking that you're better than anybody else. I'm not saying try to be as conceited as you can. I'm not saying to think that you're God's gift to human to the human race. I'm saying honor yourself by respecting yourself. Honor yourself by loving yourself. Honor yourself by speaking words of truth and affirmation. Honor yourself by remembering the work that you, of your ancestors and your parents. Honoring yourself by not letting your parents' work be in vain. By not letting your legacy be in vain. By not letting your future self be disappointed. Honor yourself. You know, I found out in my life that a lot of the times where I disrespected myself is because I didn't value who I was at the time. I didn't understand my purpose. And sometimes I still question that, of course, but I know that God has my life planned out. And that's not for me to worry about. My job is to walk in his will. And even when I stray away, to know that he's always going to be there for me. And so those are the little tidbits that I wanted to share with you guys today. I didn't want to make this a long podcast. was tr- really trying to keep it under 30 minutes, which I think I've accomplished that goal. So I want to let you know that today, if you're walking through seasons in your life, walk through it. And I want to leave you with this. NewSpringFuse.com says, The Lord created different seasons in our lives to shape us, help us deal, and create into who he intended us to be. He uses seasons to show us that he is good and can make everything, quote unquote, make everything beautiful for its own time. So seasons are a way of God stretching us where God seems to shape something new in our hearts. And oftentimes we don't know why until we actually enter the season. So I've been asking God that whatever it is, God, that you have me go through, help me to go through it. Stretch me for your good, uh, for your glory and for your goodness. God is not a man that he should lie. If God says that it is yours, it is yours. If God says that he will give you life more abundantly, he will give you life more abundantly. But of course, we know everything comes with a price. So in the season that you're going through, 
if you are going through it. Allow God to speak to your heart. Allow God to stretch you. Because what he's doing is he's shaping you and preparing you for the destiny that awaits you. So I hope you guys have a good Saturday. Thank you so much for pressing play. And I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.